Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks! To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than... Your host... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I remember a time in elementary school where people used to make fun of me all the time. And I remember this one time that I just got tired of it and at lunch. And people were, were doing the whole your mama jokes and stuff like that that they used to do back in the day. And I used to watch and live in color a lot. And, I, like, I do a lot of mimics. I mimic almost everything. I can, like, with drawings and stuff like that, I can just see it and put it on paper. I can look at it and mimic it. So I just started doing your mama jokes. And everybody just looked at me like, what? Like, he did not just do it. And I, I even made one of the people look like everybody cry because I got him back so bad. And then after that, nobody really messed with me. Yeah, I'm I'm just one of those people who uh, I'm I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. Like especially when when I see something that that's not right, I'm I'm just going to speak up. Does that put you at odds uh on a consistent basis? I mean, when you're somebody who is willing to speak up and you know, stand up for what you feel is right and what you know is right and what have you, do do you find yourself in conflict often? Not really, because I usually sit down with with people um, and actually try to help them understand why certain things are this way or why I think this way. It's not it's not somebody that comes up to them and yells and yells and oh you should do this and you should do that and you should do that. I like I speak with a soft voice uh, and I just explain to them why certain things are like this. But hey, man. Uh, What's up with your shoes, man? Like your shoes are dirty. What's up with that? And you know, because I'm a military, I, like I like wearing, like looking like you're somebody. You know, you don't have to have that much money, but make sure you look clean. You know, and and, and like I'll talk to people about their about their breath, their hygiene, stuff like that. Just little things, you know, that people can improve on. That you know, you're around people all the time, so why not fix your hygiene? Why not do this? Why not do that? So, you know, it, it, I really don't see myself as other people. People actually respect that because, hey, you're actually telling me something that I should know, and nobody's actually giving me any feedback. You're military, which that is really, really interesting when we take a look at Obi Tynes, you know, the, the wrestler, and so much has been said about you all over the place online and, and shows and interviews and what have you. Military folks generally are very principled. Uh, they they believe in something. There is a a standard. There is something that they're looking up to and working toward and what have you. Is that you? Is that Obi Times? Are, are you a person who is principled and, and has something a code, so to speak? Uh, yeah. Uh, like I like I really didn't know what that code was. And, and, and understood what it was until I got to the Air Force. Um, and they were talking about, um, and like one, one thing that stuck with me was integrity first. And that's what I basically have, uh, dedicated my life, uh, upon is integrity. And when people, like when I see people who don't have that trait, it makes me think, like should I should I uh talk to this person? Should I trust this person? Should should I even associate myself with that person? So uh when I saw those things that people were saying about me, it didn't really affect me because I know those people were just random people on Twitter who don't have integrity, who 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 don't like the truth and they and, and just like I said on my Facebook page, if you go and look uh at my Facebook page the thing it says that there were, uh, is people would make love to a lie rather than discover the truth. And that is one thing that I, I thought of that on my own because I just keep seeing it all the time. And that's one quote that I love that sticks with me because I see it to this day that 
and, and the news, the media, uh, everywhere. People love, 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 and love entertaining lies. But when the truth comes out, they ignore it. And that's something that we need to fix. If, if people keep saying they want to heal America, reveal the truth and, and stop entertaining fake stuff. You are somebody who, in a very short amount of time, you, you've become a, a polarizing topic. I know that uh, when I put it out there that I was going to be interviewing OB Times and I was going to give you an opportunity to express to the world, you know, where you're coming from, who you are, and, and what your side of the story is, so many people were so upset about that. You know, how could you give this guy a, a, a place on your platform and why are you allowing him to do this and et cetera, et cetera. Let's jump into this. I mean, where does the confusion come from, man? Because, again, you're, you're a military guy, you're a principal guy, you love pro wrestling, clearly. Talented person. Where do you think we got to the point where you literally have people saying that you shouldn't even be booked on shows anymore? What happened? It's because uh, people who just don't know me. Um, like a lot of wrestlers uh, say that they know me, but they only have seen me at a show. They haven't uh, spoken to me. They haven't really had a conversation with me. It's just uh, like a handshake and a smile, and, and we're off in our merry way. Uh, and we just talk about a match, and that's it. Uh, and and a lot of people saw these things on Twitter uh, that people uh, were just making up. <clears throat> I was sitting there and just looking at Twitter, and the whole time it was just, lie after lie after lie and i had to sit there and just laugh because people made this one little comment into a bunch of lies and all i was doing was trying to put some truth in the matter and kind of defend women in wrestling because we know that uh women have been you know not really been in the limelight um, and, and, and pro wrestling and in the world. So, like, and, and then WWE had this evolution thing and it, and it, and it not even really promoting the women like that, like they, like they did. So it, that kind of resonated with me. I'm like, why are we doing this? What happened to the women's revolution? What happened to all that? That's all I was asking. But, you know, all the Twitter is just full of negative people. Um, and it just goes to show you again, how people will make love to a lie, but they do not want the truth when somebody gives it to them. AEW star Nyla Rose. Uh, this is really a, a groundbreaking moment, especially in, in 2019 in the pro wrestling industry. Here you have a, a transgendered woman who is on national TV competing for a, a wrestling championship. You made some comments about that on Twitter, and people took that and ran with it. And even to this day, they, as far as they're concerned, you're the scum of the earth. You're the, <laughs> you're the worst guy. I mean, you got heat, brother. There's no two ways about it. You got. I was even told not to ever have you on the show for it. What did you say in relation to transgender wrestlers? What's your position on transgender wrestlers? And... How have you dealt with the backlash of what you what your position is? Well, bring all the heat because I want it. That's 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 what heel wrestlers do. We we get heat. That's that's the point. A lot of a lot of people don't understand that in pro wrestling. They want to cheer for the heels. That's that's not what heels do. We make you boo us. We make you hate us. That's the point. Um, but what I what I'm getting in 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 the tra like trans in sports. We have this uh, person, well, uh, I would say trans woman named Fallon Fox, who dominated her opponents in in the octagon, um, even bashed the girl's skull in. Uh, we have um, uh, a trans cyclist who obliterated all the other women in cycling. And we have, and there's many more sports that we see this trend that trans women who are used to be men are dominating their female counterparts. So I heard, like, somebody told me that that trans women are the same thing as women. 
Biologically, no. You, we can we can make things accommodating, but biologically, we cannot ignore science. I'm sorry. It's it's like would would the WNBA be watchable? Like like Chappelle said, if LeBron James said he's a woman and go play in the WNBA, that would not be fun. We would see total domination. It would not be fun. So with like with wrestling, I want wrestling to be legit, like back in the day. Um, we, it, it, it really doesn't, it's just like the whole women's wrestling thing. It, it doesn't sit well with me that women are wrestling men, you know, because that would not happen in legitimate sports. And we're seeing this little divide right now in, in legitimate sports with, with trans people, uh, you know, trying to compete with, um, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say normal, but biological uh, sexist, and I don't agree with that at all. So if we want to make wrestling legitimate, we have to make it just like legitimate sports. From what you, the way that you describe that opinion, is it definitely doesn't sound derogatory, at least from from what it's, I can hear. Exactly. I can I can tell you that I don't agree with you, because at the end of the day, it is pro wrestling, which is sports entertainment. Emphasis on the entertainment. You know, and, and if Brie Larson can be in the movies beating up men, then certainly why can't <laughs> men and women be in matches with each other? And, and at least with the transgender deal, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a woman. It's pro wrestling. What is it? Drawing the comparison to other sports just seems a little, in my opinion, I think we're going a little too far over to the other side here because it is pro wrestling. It's entertainment first and foremost. But... There's nothing derogatory in what you're saying. You're entitled to your opinion on the position. Why do you think the vigor and the anger and the frustration and the the call to quote unquote cancel you? Why? Where do you think that came from? It's it's from this cancel culture and just like how you said that you don't dis well how you said that you disagree with me. A lot of people disagree with me and don't even want to even associate with any other type of thinking and people want to call me a bigot and stuff on on twitter but let's look at the definition of a bigot the definition of a bigot is somebody who is intolerant of other people's opinions so wouldn't that make the people who don't want to hear what i have to say bigots like that that's the literal definition when 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 you said that wrestling is 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 entertainment it's just like sports are a form of entertainment, but I feel like wrestling has gone into this kind of weird thing where just everybody can do it. It's just like with the NBA and, and football, not everybody does that sport. You can't be a certain height and weight. You can't be like I, I would say not to, I'm not going to rag on the guy, but a Marco stunt type of person and be in the NFL or the NBA. Muggsy Bogues was short, but he was also very, very skilled in what he could do. Like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing just anybody in the ring now, and that's not how it was. Because I can tell you, and I hope you agree with this, that back in the day, a lot more people used to watch wrestling than now, exponentially. Would Would you agree to that? I agree with what you're saying on paper, but. You know, it's nuanced. For instance, back in the day, there was a lot less options on TV. You certainly didn't have DVRs and, and things or on-demand content where you literally can consume entertainment at your leisure. Uh, it aired one time, and either you saw it that one time or you didn't see it at all. So, you know, in the in the 50s, when Gorgeous George was in the golden era of wrestling and he was on TV taking on uh, Argentina Rocca or something like that, Sure, they could have been doing a 15 or a 20 television rating because everyone was watching. But, I mean, how many other programs are on TV at that time? We're in an on-demand culture now as a society where I don't have to watch SmackDown on Friday. I can watch it Saturday morning and fast-forward through the commercials because I have it on my DVR and just focus on the matches that I want to see. But I'm still watching that program. So... Um People are interacting with the product 
still, but it's just they're interacting in a different way. I guess that, that's my response to you. Yeah, and like, but that still, like, but that still is recorded. Like, people, like, like we can see like who, especially with PlayStation, they can see who DVR is what, like PlayStation View. So I'm I'm pretty sure every other cable company can see who is choosing what program to watch, and and they count that. So, like back in the day, there there were there were options, but not as much options as we have now. That's the truth of the matter. But we we, we did have options, and yes, we had to sit and tune in at a certain time. But it was a lot more people watching it, and we would and like we didn't really have people that said, "Oh, wrestling is fake. Wrestling is fake." People knew it was fake, but we believed what we saw on the television was real for our enjoyment, just like a movie, just like a play or anything like that. And, and, and I still hear the the kinds of complaints today that you wouldn't hear back then. Oh, this doesn't look this doesn't look real at all. Why are they doing this spot? Like, well, why does this look choreographed? And a lot of people don't like that. It's just like what uh what Chris Jericho was saying about tag teams. They don't tag anymore. They don't. They just do whatever. You got to have rules. It's, it, a lot. A lot of things in wrestling now don't have rules. They're just uh, what did uh, Jim Cornette say? Outlaw mud shows. They just do whatever. There, there, there's no like. It, yeah, there's just no rules. There's no morals. There's nothing. There's just just random stuff happening. And I don't like that in wrestling. I would, but that's. If if people like that type of wrestling, cool. But I don't think that's what we need to be promoting in the mainstream. You know, I, like I think we should be promoting wrestling as a legit product, product as it once was. Make it look real. It's just it's just like a movie. If a if if one of these Marvel movies did not look realistic or didn't carry itself as realistic and didn't have a realistic storyline, nobody would really watch it because we want to be immersed. And people aren't like that anymore, especially with with wrestling. It doesn't get people immersed. People can see right through it. So that's that's my outlook on pro wrestling and why I loved it so much as a kid. We're talking to indie pro wrestler Obi Times here. Obi, you, you went into a great description of, of your point of view on the matter, and I, and I think that that's important. Again, we've got to hear it from you, you know, because there's a lot of conjecture out there. There's a lot of context that's missing but to hear you actually explain your point of view on this stuff is important and it lends a little bit more clarity i will say this i don't disagree with your general old school view of wrestling and 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 what you appreciate what you like and what you would love to see come back and be the emphasis i don't disagree with that because that's what you grew up on i can i can understand that I'm going to challenge you, though, as a black man, we know that traditionally in pro wrestling, black wrestlers are not the world champion. It's a rare occurrence. It doesn't happen that often. Hell, even having black wrestlers on your on your card, it's a special attraction, no different from the women. But, you know, we only we, we already have a black guy in our territory. We don't need any more. I mean, as you, that was the old line that still, to a degree, rings true today. When you are trying to dial things back and saying that you want to go back to the way certain things were, just keep in mind that 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 also includes less opportunities for you, and we we really can't have it both ways. Oh, and I and I understand that. Um, I I want certain things to come back to pro wrestling to make it look legitimate. I don't I don't want the racism part of it. <laughs> you can you can leave that out, <laughs> but. But the legitimacy of wrestling of and, and what made pro wrestling awesome and what made it what it is today, that's what I want to see. What made it so famous? And, and, and that was the art of it. You know, the art of making something look real when it's not. It, 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 it's something that CGI that we, like, we do things that CGI should be doing, but we don't. Because we make it so good, and that's a skill. And when when you don't do that, when you take that away, you don't have pro wrestling. You just have 
just a Broadway, a small little Broadway play with people in tight. Like, and, 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 and I, I firmly believe that wrestling is a skill and it's a, it's a male soap opera. Well, not, not, well, it was male back then, but it's a soap opera. And that, that's what made it so special. Something that you thought was legitimate and, and it, it was, like back in the day, that was a soap opera for males. Women had the little young and the restless and stuff. Men, we went to go see our wrestling. And I want that to come back. See, and, and here we go again, where what you grew up on and what you have fond memories of is what you want to see more of today. But you're ignoring the fact that you wouldn't be part of it. To bring that stuff back means that there's no OB times. Because, again, you're a black man in pro wrestling, and you can't unring a bell. So I say that to you, again, just to bring bring the point full circle here. If we don't want to have transgendered wrestlers wrestling against whatever gender, if we don't want to have women and men wrestling against each other, we're dialing it back. And I think that at some point we have to recognize when it comes to progress and change, it may be happening in a, in a, in a manner that we're not used to, but it's necessary. And if we dial certain things back, there's no telling what's coming next. And it may be too late <laughs> because eventually it's going to come back to you. You know, again, as a black man in America, as a black man in the wrestling business, I don't know, brother. It just seems, but I, I don't, again, I respect the fact that you have an opinion and that you are ready, willing, and able to share it. I'm going to ask you something directly, and I want the world to hear your answer to this. Are you homophobic? No. If I was homophobic, I wouldn't have any gay or trans friends, which I do. <laughs> so, if I, you were I, booked I, on a show where they try to book you against a woman or, or you know, a transgendered man, would you not take that booking? I would not take that booking because of my view on pro wrestling. I wouldn't take the booking because I don't like the person because of what sex they like or, you know, or, or, or what type of food they eat or anything. It's it's just I, I, I wouldn't take that booking because I want wrestling to be believable, and I don't – and I, I'm just not with that style. Have you lost opportunities? Have you lost bookings uh, since this whole controversy of, of you – saying that um, you don't agree with women wrestling men or, or transgendered women wrestling women or what have you. I, I, have you lost bookings because of that? Only lost uh, a few, and, and and that was because of, of, of what I said on Twitter about, uh, like, the whole uh, transgender debacle. Um, but when I tried to talk to them, they didn't really have any type of rebuttal. They just didn't want me there because of their beliefs and that's fine so i i, I really don't have an issue like an issue with that everybody this is america you can choose who you want to be on your program and i can choose not to support it that's real that's real are you misunderstood very <laughs> very very uh because um I'm, I'm not one of these people who who are uh in the hive mind, so to speak. I'm I'm not the ordinary black person that just goes all Democrat. Um, I'm I'm like I'm I'm not that black person who who is all uh, for love and peace and prosperity and stuff like that. I'm 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 not that typical person. You know, I like I see the good and bad in America. I see the good and bad in the world, and I I carry guns. I go to gun shows. Um, I'm very heavily into the Constitution and and uh, what Martin Luther King and Malcolm X really had to say, not just the sound bites that the media gives us. People just don't understand why I'm like that. And it's because I've seen the truth in the media. I've seen uh, what happens 
in the world. I've I've been called names. I, I like I've been called the N word and stuff uh, by you know police officers. I, I I I've lived the life. So w- like when people see that I'm saying certain things, they don't agree with it and they don't understand it. But once I talk to them and be like, hey, this is why I say these things. Let me show you the facts. And then they're like, oh, okay. So, oh, so you're not just saying stuff just to be controversial. No, I'm not. These are real things, <laughs> real things that happen in the world. It's just people's mis- – like a lot of misconceptions in this world that people think that are real, but when I tell them the truth, they're scared of it. But, you know, that that, that happens when you tell somebody the truth about something. That they believe that was, that, that was real for so long, and that's probably why the big – the big reason why I'm misunderstood because I tell people the truth about certain stuff. If anyone listening wants to reach out to you, whether they agree with you or disagree with you, whether they just want to want to hear more because they may have heard one aspect, one opinion of you elsewhere, and you know, after listening to you in your own words, maybe they want to get some more information here, or even bookers. You know, if anybody wants to book you on shows or what have you, what is the best way to reach indie wrestler OB Times? Uh, I'm reachable on Instagram and Twitter at the Activist OBT. Um, you can find me on Facebook as well as uh, the Activist OB Times. I know that. Uh, you were introduced to pro wrestling by your grandfather. What do you think your grandfather would say to you today, seeing that you were, you've made it into the wrestling business, seeing that you have you know, put the time in, the effort in, you're making your miles, getting these bookings, that you've dealt with so much adversity, including people who have tried to shut you down, yet somehow, some way, you're still going. What, what, what's granddad saying about this? Um, I remember when I first showed uh, my granddad my first match, and uh, he he was stunned. But he he always kind of said that, you know, like I knew you were gonna do something with wrestling, um, and he would be proud, very very proud. Um, like like the reason why I have the Tynes name as my last name because that's my grandfather's name, and and he inspired me to get into wrestling and to even keep going in the business because I know my grandfather would be very, very proud. And and my grandfather was kind of the same way. He didn't mince his words. He didn't uh he he wasn't really politically correct. He would tell you what was on his mind at that point in time in your face. Not behind your back, but in your face. So he will be very, very proud of, of what I accomplished so far. You hear that right there, folks? That is how you have a conversation with somebody who you may not agree with. And make no mistake about it. Obi Tynes, he's a person that has some strong views. I don't agree with his take on transgendered wrestlers. I feel like, you know, transgendered wrestlers, they can wrestle whoever the hell they want. Doesn't matter. You're male, female, whatever. You're a male and you're a female. Wrestle. And men and women can wrestle each other. And be, being trans or not being trans doesn't matter. It's pro wrestling. It's entertainment. But I'll tell you one thing. I, I respect the fact that the man has an opinion. He shared his opinion. And whether you agree or disagree, he has some logic behind why he feels the way that he feels. And I'm going to tell you, I'm sure some of you are going to disagree with me when I said I didn't necessarily hear anything derogatory in his position i'm sure some people are going to disagree there may be people that even say i'm not qualified to state whether or not it was derogatory because i'm not transgender and that's fine i'll, I'll accept that I'll, I'll i'll carry that criticism if it comes my way but the fact of the matter is i challenged this guy obi tines indie wrestler i challenged him come on the show tell me what your position is. I don't want to hear conjecture. I want to hear anybody else's interpretation of what your opinion is. What is your opinion? Say it in your words, pal. And he did. He doesn't like to see transgendered women wrestling non-transgendered women. Okay. I don't like mayonnaise on my sandwich. 
doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with mayonnaise. And, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, mayonnaise ain't going away. It's going to be on sandwiches for the end of time. And transgendered women, wrestling women and wrestling men and wrestling the, the you know, a bear or wrestling a broomstick or whatever. It's not going away. It's pro wrestling. Who cares? You don't have to love it and you don't have to hate it, but it's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. So we can agree to disagree and that's okay. Which brings me to my point, folks, first and foremost, happy new year and welcome back to the Duke Close Wrestling Podcast, the first episode of 2020. Where's Barbara Walters? I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. That's right. The first episode of Duke Close Wrestling in the year 2020. I'm going to tell you right now, we talk about cancel culture. I'm going to cancel this concept, this notion that if we disagree with each other on a topic, that automatically means we can't have a a discussion any further. I think that's silly. So I'm going to cancel that notion because I think that's silly. Now, there's a caveat. Am I going to sit here and play patty cake with a racist or a sexist or a homophobe? No. And I asked OB Times directly, are you homophobic? I asked him directly because I don't tolerate that crap. The man says he's not. So forgive me if I'm not taking little Sally son of a gun on Twitter who wants to put that label on this guy because he says he doesn't believe trans athletes should be competing with anybody else. Hey, that's his opinion. I don't agree with it. But I'm not going to sit here and say he's a homophobe for it. I think we're kind of, you know, I need more information than that. And if you have more information, if you have demonstrated information of this guy legitimately being a homophobe, please send that to me and I'll come back on the air and I'll address that as well. I'll bring him back and address it because that means he lied to me. But I haven't seen it and I've done a little research. I haven't seen it. So I have to go by what the guy says, not what everybody else says. I don't agree with him on the transgender athlete thing. That doesn't mean that I can't have a conversation with him and talk to him about his career and his life and his position. Let him know I disagree with him and we can agree to disagree. And that's the end of that. It's the way it is. And I'm going to tell you, folks, you're going to hear more people on this show in the year 2020 that I completely disagree with. It's open season. Everybody can come on the show. Except for Chris Jericho, because he's banned from the show. He's continued to be banned for life on this show. But everybody else, they're welcome to come on the show. I don't care. Jesus Christ, I'll have Donald Trump come on the show, and he and I can have a discussion about some things. He won't like it. I'm going to ask him some tough questions. But that's the way it is. We're not going to run away from the information, folks. We're not going to run away from these topics. We're going to address them head on. That's what it's all about, okay? I'm going to tell you right now, if you're looking for a podcast that does not delve into significant issues that concern life, and especially through the lens of pro wrestling so we can relate it all, then what the hell are you doing listening to this show? Because from day one, I've told you that's all I'm going to deliver to you, okay? We're going to take a look at life. And all these different topics from a social perspective. But we're going to view it from the lens of pro wrestling, right? So we can relate it all together. That's what the show is. I had somebody say to me the other day, hey, Duke, don't be gossiping, man. You know, what gossip? There's no gossip here. We're going over facts. I went straight to the source. I went straight to the source about an issue. Well, the rest of you, a lot of people out there are gossiping, claiming that he said this or he said that. Come on, stop it. Again, if anybody has any evidence of otherwise, you're welcome to come on the show. Open season. I'm telling you right now, man, there's a lot going on in pro wrestling and a lot of it is good. And there's some of it that's kind of not so good. But we will address it all. And in 2020, we're going to make a point out of it. And I'll just jump right into it. The top story in pro wrestling right now, which is kind of embarrassing. 
Lars Sullivan. And he's not a top story because he's a world champion. He's not a top story because he had a five-star match. Lars Sullivan is a top story in wrestling right now because he's a hypocrite. And I, and I see, and I'm going to tell you something right now, folks. I, I'll, I'll just tell it like it is. I see that somebody has, has said that the WWE sent them a cease and desist. They told them, stop saying certain things. I'm not going to stop saying anything. Send me a cease and desist, WWE, and I'll tell you to show it where the, where the, where the sun don't shine. You think I'm not going to talk about the fact that Lars Sullivan is a hypocrite? Got another thing coming. I've never not spoken about what's going on and shared my take on it. And my take is a fact, by the way. Demonstrated can be proven. Lars Sullivan, under WWE contract, he got fined by the WWE for racist and homophobic statements that he made online a few years back, right? Well, it was it was discovered in the past week, or at least put out in the mainstream, that he was in a, a pornographic movie scene. But it goes a little further than that. It was a same-sex pornographic movie scene. The same guy who was making homophobic statements is out here doing same-sex pornographic movie scenes. It was a professional job. So it's not like it's some leaked sex tape, which a lot of folks have jumped all over the, the, the folks who have experienced that. No, this is a movie that was for public consumption. A movie. And you had the audacity to say anti-LGBTQ stuff, Lars Sullivan? Somebody said to me, well, you know, the guy has mental health issues, so, you know, we don't need to pile on him. I don't think so. Okay? I don't think so. Mental health issues doesn't give you a pass to be a damn homophobe and a racist and a hypocrite. You will be called out for that. And it's demonstrated. Cease and desist that. (laughs) That's a fact. There's no gossip here. That's a fact. So, Lars Sullivan... I hope you 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 repent for all of your sins, my man. And the everything that you're experiencing right now in terms of going viral, you have earned every bit of it. You did this to yourself. That's self-inflicted. And it's tough to to live out in a world where your mistakes are being highlighted. But brother, when you're a bigot, that's what happens. And you have shared some bigoted stuff and now you're taking your lumps and I hope you recover from it and I hope you continue to be gainfully employed and I hope that you do some things to show that you have grown from your past discretions but fact of the matter is you're taking your lumps right now and you earn them have some more huh. 2020 we're, we're, we're going to continue to keep the pressure on and we're just going to call it all out right we're just going to call it all out. What are, we, what are we hiding it for? What are we saving? I don't think so. There was another top story. Lana, Rusev, Bobby Lashley. That whole love triangle storyline WWE's been pushing that a lot of folks have not been impressed with, by the way. There's a lot of folks who are very upset about that. It culminated in a wedding. Lashley and Lana... That was interrupted by multiple people, including Liv Morgan, who then proceeded to get into a fight with Lana because Liv revealed that her and Lana had some kind of relationship with each other, which that was interesting. Same sex relationship sort of thing, which ironically, Vito Lagrazo, big Vito, he mentioned on the last episode of the year of Duke Loves Rassum podcast. It would be interesting if there was some kind of same sex element swerve put into that storyline well I guess they were listening to you Vito because that's certainly what WWE did and Lana and Liv proceeded to beat the hell out of each other which was interesting these were live rounds man they were slapping each other and kicking each other it was the stiffest wrestling I ever saw it was a fight it was a fight that segment was 40% higher than anything else number one segment of the year They did almost 10 million views in in less than uh, uh, 24 hours. That's good stuff. That's a win for the WWE. 
And I'm going to call some of you bozos out right now because a lot of you were complaining that you didn't feel that Liv and Lana should be in, in, a, in a same sex storyline when Sonya Deville was on the roster. And why didn't they save that for Sonya and allow Sonya to be the first one to do one of those things? I don't know what to say to that. Well, Sonya's LGBTQ plus, so why why can't she be? Uh, hey, Lana put out a tweet where she said, "You don't know people's sexuality, so don't assume." And she has a very good point in that regard, right? Lana's never come out and said what her sexuality is, so why are you going to assume? Same thing with Liv Morgan. At least I haven't seen it. For all we know, they're part of that community, not just allies, active participants. So who the hell are you to say that that storyline should go to somebody else? It's pro wrestling. What? We can't have LGBTQ plus storylines now? How does that work? Or it can only be for the the designated person? How does that work? 2020, man, I'm calling it all out. I don't care. No gossip, just facts, right? Calling it all out. Why not? I was listening to uh, Jim Ross's show with Conrad Thompson. You know, good stuff, man. Listen to it every week. Anything Conrad Thompson puts out, I, I listen to. And shout out to Conrad. Good guy. Been on the show a number of times. Got the highest level of respect for Conrad. He's always been straight with me. He's always been very helpful behind the scenes. Just, you know, I, I consider Conrad a friend. Really good dude. Jim Ross complains about people who called out AEW for their failures in the year 2019. And, and, and Ross went on a tirade. I mean, God, you, you must be miserable during the holidays and all you're doing is focusing on our, our failures and all this other garbage and you'd never say it to my face. Jim Ross, I'm going to say it again. Nobody's afraid to say anything to your face, Jim. Who, what are you, are you going to beat somebody up? Like, really? I'll let you punch me, Jim Ross, and then I'll sue your millionaire ass. I mean, I, it's like, come on, Jim, stop it. Stop acting like you're some tough guy, your own damn self. You're, you're, you're accusing people of being tough, but you're claiming nobody would ever say it to your face. What is so bad, big and bad about your face that you think people won't tell you that the company that you work for, the startup that you work for, has had some major failures? That you personally described and part of my French folks as the drizzling shits. That's what you said, Jim Ross. But you're complaining about other people pointing out the same thing. How does that work? How does that work? And I like Jim Ross. He's a Hall of Famer. Respect him. Grew up with him. I still feel Tony Schiavone does a better job in AEW, but that's beside the point. I, You know, Jim Ross is Jim Ross. We're always going to have a soft spot for, for JR. But I think it's kind of embarrassing that you can't take legitimate critiques. What, the Young Bucks got offline because, you know, this toxic Twitter or whatever the hell they're talking about? Why? Because somebody told them that what they're doing, it doesn't make any sense and it's no good? Okay, that's real life. <laughs> you know? That's what happens. I respect Cody Rhodes because he says, hey, if you got no matter what you guys do, good, bad, and the ugly, give me give it to me all. I want to hear it all. I respect Cody Rhodes for at least being that way. I respect that. Young Bucks want to run away when people are telling them that what they're doing doesn't make any sense, that they're being hypocrites because they've said a lot of negative things about the WWE poking fun with their web shows and what have you. Then they want to run away and get offline when people start pointing out that you're, the stuff that you're putting out, the product that you're putting out is not as good as you claimed it would be. That you're not living up to the standards that you claim that you're going to deliver. Okay, that's your choice. Run. Don't come back. But it's a startup. They'll get better. But they ain't there yet. And they're going to get critiqued every single day. That's real life. A lot of people that tell me that this show is the worst show they ever heard. I've, I've actually played it on the show of people saying that they can't stand this show. I don't care. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you want me to do? Thanks for your participation. That's my response to everybody. 2020, man. 
telling you. We're, we're, we're just going to continue to keep knocking this out of the park in that way. I'm not backing down from anything. Okay. There are real life topics. There are real life things that we need to address. Through the lens of pro wrestling. And I don't give a damn if you're the WWE or if you're AEW or if you're the, the dysfunction happening in ring of honor. I don't care. I'm calling it all out. Like I've been doing since day one. Nothing new here, folks. Got a whole archive nearly four years long of me saying a million and one things on this show, having guests come on, sharing their opinion, sharing the facts, telling you what's going on. There's nothing new here, right? This is what we do. And I'm, I'm speaking in this tone because I think that in 2019, as a society, we've allowed things to go a little too over to a side that doesn't make any sense where if you, if you criticize or if you critique, or if you tell the truth about something, something's wrong with that. And all this groups think, and all this, this nonsense where if you point out something that doesn't make any sense, you're the problem. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. I don't have to agree with you to have a conversation with you. And if you are one of those echo chamber people where all you want is to hear people tell you you're right all the time, as far as I'm concerned, I think you're a fool. I love it when people tell me that they disagree with me because it gives me an opportunity to hear a different perspective and hopefully I get closer to whatever the truth is. Try that one on for size. WWE put out a list of the top wrestlers of the decade and the only woman on the list was was Becky Lynch. That's an embarrassment. That's a black eye to the, to the WWE and whoever put out that list ought to be ashamed of themselves. I'm ashamed to have even seen it. Charlotte Flair wasn't on the list. Sasha Banks wasn't on the list. Natty wasn't on the list. It was a complete and total embarrassment what the WWE did with that garbage. And I'm calling it garbage. Becky Lynch had no business even being anywhere near that list. The woman has had one good year. I was looking at Bailey's stats. Bailey's had better stats in the past 10 years than Becky Lynch. Give me a break. I don't even know what the hell that was. I hope you turn it into a storyline because that's the only way I can make sense of it. Becky Lynch is on the list of the top wrestlers of, of the of the decade in the WWE. Make me sick. Charlotte Flair, who the hell's had a better decade than her? Sasha Banks is on the list for the for two of the top five matches of the year in 2019. When you look at what Sasha Banks has done how she's been just knocking down doors. She's been a trailblazer in so many different ways, headlining pay-per-views here and, and, and wrestling in the first match in this country there and doing all these things. And she ain't even on the list. Listen, 2019, we're calling out the garbage, man. I'm just telling you right now, we're calling out the garbage. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do it. Because it doesn't make any sense to, to not do it. We're not going to run away from this stuff. And I'm telling you right now, folks. If you're a wrestling promotion out there, if you have a wrestling show and damn it, if it's two or three hours long and you don't have multiple women's matches on your card, I am going to call you the worst thing in the world every week. Okay, I'm going to pile on. Because I'm telling you right now, the sexism has to stop in the wrestling business. It needs to stop. It's embarrassing. There is no reason why we can't have multiple women's matches on the card every week. This is 2020. I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me that you can't put multiple women's matches on the card, AEW. WWE would smack down half the damn time and raw the other half of the time. The only thing they get right is NXT, which is just embarrassing. 
telling you right now, man. I'm calling it all out. I don't care. I'm calling it all out. And another thing, while we're at it, <laughs> NWA, get your stuff together. I got a problem with this Dave Lagana guy. I'm concerned about that guy. Why is this guy in the position that he's in when he's making the decisions that he's making? The whole Jim Cornette fiasco from last year where they allowed that stuff to pass, it never made sense to me. Who approved that? The whole quote-unquote joke, which was a racist piece of trash thing that was put out there. Dave Lagana, you were supposed to be quality control, Jack. How'd you let that get passed? I don't know, man. I don't know. But I'm going to call it all out. I have to. That's what this show is about. This isn't gossip. I'm taking the truth. I'm analyzing. I'm discussing it. And then we'll bring people on the show to talk about things, their careers, things that are happening with them, their opinion on things. That's what we do. 2020. I feel like that Biggie Small song, kick in the door, you know? Sick of this. We're coming live, baby. Aggressive. We don't give a damn right now. Because it's 2020. We don't we don't owe any of these wrestling promotions, any of these so-called fans. We don't owe anybody, these wrestlers, we don't owe anybody any more time. There are certain things that should be delivered right now. You get no more time. There's no more grace periods here. If you got a best of list and there are no women on that, there are no people of color on that, I got a problem with you. It's really that simple. I I mean, I saw something. I think it was Sports Illustrated. Who was it? It might have been Sports Illustrated. They listed John Moxley as the wrestler of the year for 2019. Let me tell you something. If I had that publication, I would pick it up and throw it in the trash. That's the most embarrassing take I've ever seen in my life. John Moxley, he's the wrestler of 2019 when Tessa Blanchard is walking the face of the earth right now. When Daniel Bryan's walking the face of the earth, Kofi Kingston's walking the face of the earth. AJ Styles is still alive. Charlotte Flair. Come on. What are we doing right now? What are we doing? Telling you, man. We're calling it all out. And a lot of people don't get their feelings hurt. And that's okay. And you can come on the show and you can tell me you disagree with me. I don't mind that. It's fine. So what? Fact still remains, man. We're not putting up with the garbage anymore. And I'm going to tell you right now, WWE, you guys got to get more consistent, man. This thing you did with Kofi Kingston with Brock Lesnar crushing him in seconds, and then that's it. And I haven't seen Kofi get a title shot again. How does that work? Shouldn't a former champion automatically have a, a return match for the title? How does that work? You get no more grace periods. We just call it out. That's it. And to the low lifes out there, the lunatics out there who are threatening Lana and Bobby Lashley's life because they're in this storyline. I hope somebody calls the authorities on you. You're a disgrace. Now, I will say this. Going back to AEW for a second. I watched their first uh, show, Dynamite of the Year. And the first match was Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allin. I don't don't particularly like Darby Allin. Something about him that just doesn't sit well with me. Maybe it was those weak punches when he had that match with with, uh, John Moxley. Who knows? But I just, something I don't really feel about the kid. But I, I have to admit the fact that the kid's talented. And I have to admit the fact that they've done a pretty good job of presenting him to the world. And he definitely is is building a fan base and a name for himself. No two ways about it. 
And Cody Rhodes is helping build him. No two ways about it. And that match was a pretty damn good match. I enjoyed it. Made sense. But I'll tell you, man. Can you imagine if AEW took any of the women on the roster and gave them half of the push that they've given Darby Allen? Can you imagine that? Where will we be? Where will we be? And I say that, and I know some of you are going to sit there and claim that Chris Statlander, you know, she's getting a push and it's not true. If you look at the way Darby Allen's been featured and then you look at Chris, like Chris is, is, is nothing. They haven't done anything for that woman. When you compare that to what they've been doing with Darby Allen, it's not the same. Why? She's a number one contender. He's not. How does that work? And, and while I'm on Chris Statlander, by the way, AEW markets the fact that she is going to have a match against the champion, Rio, right? They were marketing this thing, right? Then they have to say, oh, by the way, she's not going to have the match. We're going to have to change everything because she's booked somewhere else. How? How does that work? Who's in charge of paying attention to that? And why haven't they been performance managed? Tony Khan, I need answers. How do you have talent and you don't know when they're booked and if they're available or not? How does that work? Has anyone ever had a real job before? Because let me tell you something. As a person who's been a manager in various industries, I can tell you right now, one of the first things you ask somebody, contractor or otherwise, one of the first things you ask them and you make them put it on paper so it's a fact. What is your availability? And nine times out of ten, if the person doesn't have open availability, you find somebody else to fill that role. Unless they're just amazing and stellar and you can find a way to work around things. Right. You don't know that she's booked elsewhere, but you've been marketing her. As going to be on your card. And she's now the number one. You you literally let her beat your number one contender to become the number one contender. It's embarrassing the way they've booked that women's division and Kenny Omega. If you want to take the blame for that, then take it all. You're a fool. If you've been the one who's been booking this stuff like that. You don't give a damn about women's wrestling if that's the best you can do. And I don't think that's the best you can do. And I'm sure you care about women's wrestling. So I don't know what the hell you're doing, man. You get a big fat F for the way you've booked that women's division. If you, as you claim, are responsible for what's happened. How do you bring in people who don't have open availability? We don't have that problem with the men's division in AEW. Those men are available. I see Jericho. I see Cody. I see the Bucks. I see MJF. I see those guys. And you want to blame availability. Come on. That's the reason why the women aren't being booked consistently. And and, and Jesus, I mean, they get one match on on a two-hour program every week. It's only happened, what, once or twice where we've had multiple women's matches on the damn card. Come on, what are we doing? What are we doing? And WWE is not much better. Let's not pretend. If we were to add up all the hours and all the shows and we look at the percentage of women's matches, it's embarrassing. Got to call it out, man. Got to call it out. That's what it is. That's what it's about 2020, folks. I'm telling you right now, this is the state of the wrestling union. Okay. Duke loves wrestling is calling it all out. And some of you are going to agree with me. And most of you are probably going to disagree with me. And I say to both parties, I don't give a damn because I'm telling it like it is regardless. I'm not looking for your praise. I don't really care if you denounce me, whatever. This is the way it is right now, Jack. You want to come on the show? You want to talk about it? Fine. Go ahead. You're welcome. That's where we're at. 2020. 
new year. That's right. I want to thank my guest, Obi Tynes, for joining us. I told Obi, I said, look, man, you can come on the show. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight with you though. I don't agree with you, and I'm going to make that clear. I'm gonna be fair with you and let you express yourself, but I'm going to challenge you. And to Obi's credit, he still came on the show. So hey, it is what it is. Listen, join me next week. More great guests. Keep the ball rolling. Until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. 2020, we're kicking in the door, baby. Till next week. Bye-bye, everybody. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.